off for Goodson. He's gonna throw, has a man open. Morgan has it at the 10. Stutter steps to the five, looking for the pylon. Touchdown, Terriers, Blake Morgan. To episode 7 of the Short Haired Dog, home of your 2017 SOCON champion, Wofford Terriers. I'm your host, Michael Bennett. Alongside me tonight, my best friend, slash brother, slash co-host, Kevin Bennett. How you doing tonight? I'm, uh, I'm, I don't really know what to say, Mike. It, it, a lot has transpired since the, since episode 6, and, um, it's been a hard, been a hard two weeks, honestly. Yeah, it has. Um. You know, if you'd have told me that Wofford would have lost by as many as they did in that game, I wouldn't have believed you. I actually, um, you know, I, I took that 21 points. I took it, and I lost bad. I lost bad. Um, mm. I was very, very confident. I'm glad I didn't put more money on it. Um, it was just not not a good day, Mike. I haven't been that down in a long time. I, I was so, so disappointed. Um, it was just... <laughs> Oh, man. Well, and we won't go into a game recap, so don't feel like no. you're going to have to relive that. We're just going to cut to the chase here, okay? You, you, We played like garbage. You cannot say, you, you cannot, you know, turn the ball over as many times as we did and screw up as many times as we did and beat a team like North Dakota State. You can't beat anybody playing like that. You cannot. You okay. couldn't beat PC playing like that. Literally, when they're kicking you the ball. Shout out to the Blue Hose. They're literally, don't, don't do that. <laughs> when they're literally kicking you the ball and you can't seem to just even take possession of it is yeah. pretty tough. It's pretty bad. Um, if you're doing that, it's not going to go well. And, Kevin, I think the saddest part of it was in about four and a half minutes, the whole season was over. It surely did. When it got when it got 14 to 10, I, I looked over to you. I'm like, we're all right now. We're back in. We're right where we want to be. And um, the wheels fell off. Way off. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and beyond that, I know a lot of people, I had people say, what happened to that defense and all and things like that to me. And, guys, here's the thing. A lot of what transpired in that ball game about these blown assignments and guys leave wide open and things, some of that has happened all year. It, no, it's happened all year. And, Mike, here's the thing. And, I mean, we're going to have some opinions in this one. And, you know, if people get mad, so be it. But the reason why people are listening because they care what we think. So if you don't, then That's you fine. don't have to listen yeah. to it. But here's the thing, guys. It's happened all year. Everyone was back off of last year's team, other than, uh, last year's defense, excuse me, other than Jaleel Green. And, and it, you're right. And they went from being ranked third in the nation to just – Plain bad, yeah. not good, and at, at times awful. And Mike, but, um, know, they still stop the run at times pretty well, but it's just the pass defense. My goodness! And I know, look, I know you don't want to get beat deep. I know that's the same, but we did get beat against North Dakota State, and a lot of people. It was like in the back end we would fall asleep, and maybe maybe we're just don't know what we're talking about. But it seemed like to me 
that a lot of times the, the defensive scheme we would we would dial up on third down seemed to be just whatever the book says to do at that. What do we what do we normally call on third and five? It was yeah. like there was no trick in them. There was no and and to me we didn't blitz near enough. No, and here's the thing, Mike. That's the scheme Wofford defenses run. We get it. They play off. That's the way it is. But yeah. in the past, coaches have been able to make the adjustments, and we've been able, you know, to limit it, in, in, so to speak. But this year, it has not happened. And there's a common denominator here. Nate Fuquay's gone. There's a common denominator, which I think's the problem. But I'm not going to come right out and say it. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what I think the problem is on the defensive side of the ball. Also... If Beavis and Budhead, like who was calling that North Dakota State Walford game, can say, why are they 10 yards off the ball at the 12-yard line? If they can pick it out, they don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that we could pick it up as well. I know. They were – North Dakota State, it played right directly into their hands yeah. because they come out knowing Walford going to try to stop us running the ball, so we're going to throw it on them. So then – Walford just decides to pull everyone back in coverage, and then that works right into the hands of what North Dakota State wants to do, which is just gash you up the middle. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, and it just, you know, it, it's just frustrating, I'll say that. You know, at times, I know last year we didn't have the greatest, you know, some games we didn't play as well. But for the most part, we were relatively consistent. And I know statistically-wise, it's not a huge difference. You can look that up, Kevin. Oh, I don't no, think I it's, I don't think it's a ginormous difference, but as far as passing the eye test, you Ooh. can't tell me that they're not they weren't worse this year. Michael, to me, players regressed from last year. I thought so too. And then we're, I'm not gonna call any players out. No, but, we don't do that. But I think everybody, if they sat around and thought about it, they could say, hmm, yeah, he wasn't as good this year. And I don't really know what that is. It may be what you're alluding to, it may not be but I just want to say that I think it's I think it's something that we kind of knew was a problem, but we were winning, and so we really never really addressed it all that much. I think yeah. we did a little bit, but it has been kind of a problem all year. And Mike, so, I want to say this: I think we have great position coaches on the on the defensive side of the ball. I just don't I don't know something's missing. Something's not right there. And I don't know what missing. it is, and it could be, you know, and. Is it is it leadership? What what is it? Is is it is it far as leadership from the coaching staff? Is it leadership from the players? We don't really know. We're not in the locker room to know that. But we watch them enough to know that something's up. Something's not right with that because you know I, I know we give up historically give up more passing yards than than rushing. I understand that, but to let Carson Wentz dumpy cousin score yeah, that touchdown I mean, where he he looked like a track star. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, and. Look, guys, it was a frustrating loss, and like we said, we're not going to relive it, but it was it was very hard to see it end that way. Like you said, in four and a half minutes, it be, it's over. But, Kevin, I don't buy the thing where they're just that much better than us. I, I disagree I agree. with that completely. I agree, yeah. I couldn't disagree more. I, I, we Look, we played a horrible game, but, but to say that they're that much better than us, if we, I, I just don't agree with that. I don't think it's one of them things where, oh, we just got a ceiling in the quarterfinals. We can't break through. It's that option, man. We just can't run it. These teams, when it gets to the quarterfinals, we just stop. That's, that's baloney, okay? I don't want to hear that. We are good enough to play with anybody in FCS. But when you play like crap, I, like you said, we couldn't have beat Presbyterian playing like that, mm-hmm. much less North Dakota State. So I don't buy that. I think it's just an easy way to say, well, we just – uh-uh. 
We, I'm, not, I'm not okay with just saying, well, they're just, they're just better than us because I don't feel that way. And, Mike, here's the thing. I understand it was another great year. It was, and mm-hmm. I and I was happy to be what we were. But the reason why I was so disappointed is so, I, as I expected to be in the exact position where the Terriers were this that's year. That's right. Everyone was back from last year. Yeah. Everyone. And it wasn't like one of these situations where we were unranked or picked, you know, no. sixth in the SOCON. We were picked to win the SOCON and preseason ranked in the top ten. So, really, we did what we were supposed to. And, I, guys, I'm not taking away this. I'm not complaining to go into the quarterfinals, and I'm not complaining by – Losing two ball games, okay? Well, three, counting that last one. I'm not complaining about that. And what these guys have accomplished to even get in that scenario where, hey, you're even picked to win the SOCON is remarkable. Yeah. There's guys off of these teams, Goodson, RJ, Tyler Vaughn, guys Darius like Morris. that. Guys like that that have, have, have really solidified themselves as Walford legends. Yeah. And, that, and not necessarily because they've run, you know, padded their stats up or whatever. But it's just the fact that they've got us to that to this level. Two of the most successful years we've ever had. Absolutely, yeah. and and I think that's what we've got to got to keep into understanding here. But 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 but, just to say that they're 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 just better than us. I'm just not okay with saying that. I, I, I we did lose. Were they better than us on that day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That they were that much better because any team that screws up that much is going to lose. But I don't buy the fact. I think if you go man on man, I think that they may be a little better than us. But I don't think they're that. They don't think they're thirty-five points or whatever better than us. No chance. And we're going to leave it at that. That's going to be the end of North Dakota State. Let's put it behind us. Twenty seventeen was a great year. It was. It's a all great you year. can say about it. I mean, to see a team go down to the last possession so many times. I mean, it was a remarkable season. It's one that we will truly never forget. And I feel bad for a lot of them. I really yeah. do. That I that feel, was their last. I feel awful for Brandon Goodson. Yeah. I feel terrible for Terrence Morris. The guys that went out there and played hard every game. And all the seniors. I mean, for it to end like that. Yeah. I mean, and I know it would have. I guess it wouldn't have felt much better to lose by one point or whatever. But I, it had to feel better than that. Just to be, and to be on ESPN to have that opportunity and to not. What I mean, and what made it so bad too is for the fans that. Or not even fans, the just people, people that, that, that happen to watch. Right, they just happen to watch, and then they come to us knowing how diehard fans we are, and they're like, boy, the Terriers sort of look, boy, they struggled, huh? Is that offense? No, it's not the offense, guys. It is not the <laughs> offense. It works. Yeah. It worked. We just got done watching Army a while ago. That was a thing of beauty to watch. When oh, the option works, guys. People say, oh, the, the, when y'all going to quit running that high school? Get out of here with that garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I am tired of hearing that. And and people want to say, well, offense played terrible against North No, no they didn't. They didn't have a chance. They were down yeah. so and, much against North Dakota and, State, you can't even run and that And the thing about it is, are, are we really comparing that? That's like when people down Georgia Tech and say, Georgia Tech has no business running that triple option because they, cause Clemson stops them. Clemson's the best team in the nation. Yeah. Now, Granted, North Dakota State's got one of the best front sevens in the nation. Now, were they, like I said, were they 35 points better than us? No. Well, but, we, we drove it right down their throat on the first drive. You know, but it's just one of those things where you look at the score, Walford only has 10 points, everybody says, well, you know, but they forget the fact that it was 14 to 10, and really before the offense could get their hands on it, all heck had broke loose. Yeah. So I don't want to hear any of that crap about, you know, the options got a ceiling in the quarterfinals. I disagree with that. I think that if you don't run the option, you don't get to the quarterfinals. Agreed. So would you rather would you rather go five and six every year? 
Kevin, or would you rather win 10 games? I'd rather win 10 games every year. And, and, and look, not to say I'm satisfied with 10, because we obviously just got done saying that we played like crap. We could have done better, and I felt like we – I still think – we could have had a chance to win that game if we execute like we're capable of. Yeah, and we get by them, we just bust Sam Houston State. Probably. I mean. But with our pass defense, I don't know. Yeah, I, but the way North Dakota State just dog, they beat them worse than they beat us. Yeah. So I don't think they just can't. North, Sam Houston State has no defense. Right. Their offense is good, and they would probably give us a fit. But. Anyway. <laughs> now, that's a good point, Mike. You pose a good point. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. So. As we were licking our wounds from the uh, North Dakota State loss, uh, everybody pretty much knows what happened. It's, I don't really have to even say it, but Mike Ayers retires yep. after 30 years at Wofford. And Mike, we both didn't have our phones on us when the news broke, and I was able to get to mine before you, and I was just blown away like it wasn't like I knew the day would come yeah and apparently it's been in the works for the last you know two or so years but man just like you said we were just trying to get back and you know overcome that what a disappointing weekend that was and then that happens does that they drop that bomb on us and Mike what was your what was your first thought after after you after you were able to, you know, decipher what was going on and, you know, realize that Ayers is gone, what was your first thought? I, you want to know what mine was? All right. Yeah. My first thought was there's a there's a lot of potential here for Walford to screw this up. Yeah. That wasn't my first thought, I will say that. Yeah. It, did, it has <laughs> since registered to me. Yeah. But my first thought was now look, you're coming off of a back-to-back quarterfinals appearances. Yeah. Back-to-back 10-win seasons. Yeah. Somebody, whoever takes this team over, has got a Cadillac. Oh, yeah. You would think, for an yeah. FCS-level team. But the more I thought about it, the more I, I started thinking, where do we go from here? Yeah. And I couldn't have said it any better myself when you said they can royally screw this up. Yep. And Michael... The longer they let this go out, the higher the chance they're going to screw this up. Oh, yeah. Because recruiting is huge. Yeah. You take South Carolina, for instance. The years that Steve Spurrier just, you know, cashed it in and went and played golf, <laughs> you see how bad those teams were. Yeah. Those recru- one and how bad, much they're still paying for it. One bad recruiting class can set you back four or five years. And this is at South Carolina, much yeah. less a place like Wofford. This is at Wofford, guys. How can you recruit? If you're an assistant coach right now, how can you recruit not knowing that you are going to be on the staff? Like, how, do, know, how does that happen? How can, well, you, how can you reassure a commitment or even a prospect, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, know, come join the Terriers? And they're like, okay, coach. Well, and the, the prospect is like, man, I love this coach, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to be there. I don't want to go if he's not going to be there. I mean, well, they, they may change the whole scheme. Yeah, well, as a, as a person who was that age not that long ago – I would decommit yeah. what I would do. Um, but let's change gears real quick. We'll get right back to that. I just want you to talk maybe like <laughs> I, I wanted so bad to like get like a tribute to Coach Ayers. Yeah. Just because I feel like he deserves it. I agree. And I and uh, guys, if you're listening to this, we want to have a episode <laughs> sort of where you guys can share your stories. We're not able to get it. I know it's Christmas time and 
it's going to take a few days to to you know get out of the Christmas <laughs> you know up tempo way of life. But I do want to do something honoring Coach Ayers, where former players, people that just know him, because really, Kevin, we're just fanboys, so to speak. Oh yeah. I mean, we we know Coach Ayers. We've spoken to him before, but we're not close to him whatsoever. No. But I mean, he's still one of our you know biggest heroes. Right. As I've told, as as you know, and I've told people before, Coach Ayers was so much of my hero that I've made my decision that the first child that I had was going to have the middle name of Ayers. Okay. Something Ayers Bennett. Right. It's the truth. I mean, <laughs> I'm not lying. You can ask my ex girlfriend. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. I I told her I said if if we ever get married and have kids one day, my first child's middle name is going to be Ayers. A Y E R S. Yeah. And she said Ayers. Where does that come from? And I said, uh, look here at my phone. <laughs> yeah. I said, you see this guy right here? She's like, what's special about him? I was like, well, and I went on to tell her, you know, what a great guy Coach Harris is, what he's built and how hard-nosed and tough he is and how he does things the right way. And I mean, it was just tough. I mean, it's one of those things where you wish Mike the best. And you know, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's earned it. Yeah, he's 69 years old. I mean, yeah. it's time for him to spend time with his grandchildren. Heck, his own kids. Who who he's been that basically their whole life he's been coaching. Yeah, I mean he he has. I mean you can't say otherwise. I mean, and just to I want him to be able to go and spend time with his family, but I, selfishly, I'm gonna miss him. Oh, I will too. I, and it's just not the same. Like, and we love to crack on coach Ayers, but not in a way that's disrespectful. No. We just think it's just so cool. Like, what what a legend he was. And like then, a living legend. And Kevin, I told you this. You remember when we were little. Like, when you're four or five years old, you literally think high school teams or, like, Wofford could beat the Panthers. Like, yeah. no doubt about it. If they played right now, you're like, hey, Jake DeLong, man, they're screwed, man. The Terriers are gonna, would beat them. Okay, yeah. just be glad they don't play Wofford. I remember when they used to have training camp. I'd be like, hey, why don't they play each other? Wofford beat them. <laughs> and then, you know, you when you're a kid, you say stupid crap like that. But Mike was like that legend that just lived on. You thought he was bigger than bigger than football almost. Yeah. It got back to that four-year-old Michael that thought Wofford could beat the Panthers, and my and, and but and he was still around, and just to, it was just sort of you know it's sad, and you kind of wish that as a selfish fan you you could say oh well coach you should have I wish you'd have told everybody but what I mean really that he would not have wanted to go out like that and made it right. like a tribute like Derek Jeter where they go to ETSU and they give him like a. I don't know, some, something, and go to Chattanooga and they give him this model train and things like that. I mean, you know, and get, go to firm and they give him one of the seats out of there and a, a paladin sword. I mean, he, Coach Ayers wouldn't have wanted that. And I no. think it would have been a distraction, as he said. But in a selfish way, you almost are like, how could he do this? You know, yeah. like, but Mike has deserved it. I mean, such a legend, and he's going to be missed. So, I don't know which episode it'd be. I'm thinking maybe episode nine. Maybe eight. Um, getting some people to maybe do some interviews. Maybe just record themselves on their iPhone on the video thing or even on the audio voice memos deal and just give us some feedback. We'd love to have that. Um, yeah, just some of your best stories, what what Coach Ayers meant to you, just your reflecting on your time at Walford with Coach Ayers. And just uh, I think that would be a, a good episode to get a bunch of different takes yeah. and the different sides of you know how Coach Ayers affected you 
your football career and your you know your professional career and things like that. So I, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I think that'd be a I think that'd be something good that I think everyone would enjoy. So I know I mean I know for a fact there's people that listen to this podcast and even ourselves that can't even scratch the surface. Right. And it would just be interesting and cool to get all those different takes, like you said, and put it together. So Kevin, let's get back to what we were talking about. Um, they have a this. I, I don't feel good. I don't either. And the, maybe, long, the longer they draw this out, the more you know concerned I'm getting. I was concerned when Eric right retired. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. And then because they've never had to do this before, he's yeah. been there thirty years. And I mean, just think about how much football and life in general has changed in thirty yeah. years. Mike, here's here's what my problem with it is, and we've talked about this before. When you let non-football guys make football decisions, things can uh, go awry, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you I see just, it at all levels. You see it at Pee Wee. You see it at high school. Yep. You see it in college, crazy, and you even see it in the NFL. Oh, you see it in the NFL a more good bit. more than more yeah. than the other, actually, yeah. and. I'm with you. I mean, and look, guys, I, I know, I'm, I don't think I'm being this, I don't know, that set in my ways here, Kevin, but I'm just not willing to, to throw out what we've had. I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I just think the staff and, and what we've built, we've built, what Walford has built, we've not built anything. We've just been sitting We've built a crappy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? What Walford has built, I just don't see changing for the sake of changing. I agree, Mike. And 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 that's what I'm afraid is going to happen. But it's like you said, everybody's is back. I mean, obviously, you lose Goodson, you that's lose RJ, yeah, you lose some guys on the defensive side of the ball, Tyler Vaughn. But, but I will say, most of our team, most of our core of guys, is going to be back. Yes, and, and I'm look, me and you could go out there, and the team would probably still win, have <laughs> I mean, a winning record, have a winning yeah. record next year. Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah. But here's the thing, I'm with you. You. This team can't run a spread offense. Yeah. That's not the guys and, that we've recruited. And I just don't see throwing this out this season out and saying, well, we're just going to go to the spread. I mean, not I just don't – with this, with this much talent no. on, the, on the field, I just don't see you could do – and maybe maybe they're more talented than we think and they can they can handle it. But like you said, Kevin, it's, it's causes, causes me great concern. And reading those quotes from Richard Johnson and the president, that is – it's troubling, I will yeah. say. And I, look – I know everybody's got their opinions of, of what should happen and, and all this, but I think as, as much as we can keep to the way we've been as possible, at least for the f- near future, is good. And I've heard everything, well, what if they give it to Wade Lang and he leaves after five years? Well, that's average. Who cares? That's what most yeah. people do. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get somebody that's going – the chance of us getting somebody – I don't care if he's 35 years old. The chances of him staying 30 years somewhere is slim. Oh, it's virtually slim to none. Yeah, you 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 rarely see it. Yeah, because when you get even if you let's say you're ultra successful, now you want to go to your next level, your next level, your next. You want to keep moving up as a coach, and and just the way life is, it's hard to keep somebody in the same spot. So, my thing is, you, I'm not willing to blow this up. Yeah, and I'm not, and I don't think I, I wouldn't. I'm not willing. It's almost like Kevin that some people. And I'm mighty afraid from reading some of the things that I've read that even the administration may be willing to lose 
in order to change things up. And I am never okay with that. I, I agree. I mean, you just can't. That goes against everything and, and, that and I... And maybe I'm to- I'm just speculating here. I don't know for certain. They may be going hire Wade Lang tomorrow. And they're going to say, you know what? Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everybody. everybody. We're yeah. going to stay with Wade. That's fine. But Or, or whatever. Or Ayers might come back. I don't know anything, okay? But I'm just speculating. It's a fear of mine that that may be the... The, the mindset. Right. And, and that's Mike, very troubling. And Mike, I think we both agree in saying we want a Wofford guy to take the helm of the program yeah. with some kind of Wofford title. But here's the thing, Mike. If they were to go out and get a guy like a Jamie Chadwell or someone, I'm not fully against it. I yeah. want to say this. I'm not against a, an outsider guy, but I want them to have some kind of coaching experience. I don't want to get the tight ends coach from Air Force or something. Yeah. Don't go out and get somebody that's not even been a coordinator. And here's the thing, Mike. If you come and you're a non-Walford guy, this guy, whoever they get, better is going to have pedigree. that, and he's going to have to get a quick grasp of what he has to work with at Walford. Yeah. You have to understand, look, there's not a, they don't have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Gibbs Stadium's a nice stadium. They have very nice, you know, Locker rooms, yeah. you know, weight rooms, facilities. They the have college that. is just nice. The general. college is nice, but the enrollment is not very big. The requirements to qualify to get into Walford is very strict, and it's tough. You can't just go out and get any old guy and bring him and, in here. And see, that's my problem with going to the spread. Right. Because do you realize, Kevin, how hard it is to get a good FCS quarterback? That's what I'm it's saying. It's virtually impossible. Like, you have guys transfer from Auburn and transfer from Michigan and places like that where they can't make their grades. Well, folks, if they can't make it at Michigan or at Auburn, they will not make it at Wofford. No, period. they will not. And to get back to what you said about some tight ends coach from Air Force, okay, first off, I've watched a lot of option football. You can attest to this. Yeah. If, if an option team's on, I'm going to watch them. I don't care if Alabama and LSU's playing. I'm going to watch a game where an option team's playing. I just like it. I've paid attention to it. The, the, when we scratch our heads and say stuff like, oh, come on, coach, how can you call that? Like that play call, you know, that we get mad about, every option team under, this, under the sun does that. And every fan on. base is going, oh, come on. Like today, uh, Army was doing the same stuff. You were like, dude, why? Like, what are you doing? Come but on, Morgan. What are you doing? But that's just the way that it is. That's the nature of the beast. You get four yards, four yards. Four, and if you ever want to hit one, you got to take a risk. You do. Now, the thing about it is it either could go for 60 or for negative six yeah. on third down. And then you're like, oh, crap. You know, but that's just that's the nature of the beast. So I totally think going with an Air Force assistant or something like that. I, and look, why, I, I why just threw Air Force out there. But I know, I've know i yeah. heard that, though, like getting a Navy person or something. I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. Are they really – do they know more than our guys? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So that we're going to leave it at that. And getting back to just some tight ends coach, you know the reason that's a conversation? You want to know why it's always some young dude that's been a tight ends coach or something like that. It's one of these – Programs that successful mm-hmm. can be a, a good head coach. You want to know why that's a, I know a thing? It, I know it's, exactly It's because why. of one man, yeah. William Christopher Sweeney. That's it, yeah. Dabo Sweeney, that's it. Yeah. And us up here in the upstate, we like to say, well, well, if, if Dabo could do it as a wide receivers coach, then, heck, we could just promote any old Joe. Guys, that's Clemson. Yeah. We are tiny little Walford. That does not work. No, you, you just can't. Now, now, if you want to promote somebody within staff, 
I get that. But here's the thing. If you go out and just get some random tight ends coach, <laughs> that is not going to work. No. I'm sorry. And to me, Mike. If it is, they better keep it as close to normal as they can. Or I, it won't work. I, to me, I just give it. And like, if, if it's my choice right now to keep it on staff, I think it comes down to two guys. I think it's either Coach Lang or Coach Nash. Those are my two picks for on staff promotion. Um, I've heard other names. I don't even want to think about it. Um, <laughs> about them being, being yeah, the head coach. And, and I'll refer that to my comments earlier. Um, <laughs> That's terrifying. Just yeah. To think about. But, and Mike, you know, if, and like I said, I like the idea of Jamie Chadwell. I like you. You thought you knew him at North. Didn't know him, but you knew of him at North Greenville. Heard really good things. Went about to him. Charleston Southern. Things that was a weird situation. He's now at Coastal. You know, if he if he was to come and keep some of the staff around, which I believe that he would, that's that's a good situation. I would be happy with that. I think. But here's the thing: if they bring an outsider and they bring all new guys in, it is going to be a train wreck. Yeah, and my thing is, Kevin. For everybody who's like an assistant, like Fuquay, and Fuquay would probably have been my first choice, just to uh-huh. be honest with you. Yeah. But he's doing too well. <laughs> he's Nate, almost Nate doing Woody the too same good. Way. They're doing yeah. too good. And I actually heard uh, Nate Woody linked to Georgia Tech's D coordinator, which yeah. I think would be a good fit, honestly. Yeah. Um, but just to, just to get back to what we're saying, like they're doing too good. And Chadwell, he's at, he's at Coastal, and he actually coached them. Yeah. For the most part this year, I think that coach may be older, and it may be a situation where he either takes over at Coastal, which they're Division One, right? I mean, FBS, mm-hmm. or he gets another gig somewhere else at another FBS school. I don't see him coming to Walford, and I think that's that's the thing with everybody. Everybody that I think would be a natural fit, other than on staff, I don't know if they would come, right? Just because they're doing too well. These mm-hmm. other Walford guys that went on to different places, they're. When Coach Ayers said these coaches could coach anywhere in the country, he's telling the truth. Right. Because they they can and they have. And you see what they're going and doing at these other places. Mike, we watched some of that Georgia State game. That defense was very reminiscent of what oh, we yeah. had seen when Fuquay was the coordinator at Wall. And, Kevin, they gave up some pass yards. Yeah, they it did. Happens. But, but, but. You can't get a, an inch on them running the ball. No, and the thing about it is, I even like how they had, even their, they had delayed rushes even from their defensive linemen. That was crafty. Yeah. I mean, they would, they would all of a sudden, the defensive tackle would just sort of stand up and curl back around the, uh, you know, the guard, uh, the, what is it, the B gap? Yeah. He would go in that B gap instead of going A, and that would be deadly. I mean, the quarterback was dead to rights back there. So, and I got, I got to watch a good bit of that, but I'm just saying, it can work. Yeah, it it could work in that we've seen the system work before. This year just wasn't wasn't quite there. And like you said, Kevin, I, I'm I'm afraid that if we try to hire some outside person that's not a Walford guy, it's going to be tough. It just is to going to be just very to keep very everybody. hard. Right now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think the best fit right now is Wade Lang. I agree. I'm just going to be honest with you. And people may disagree with me. And I, look, I I get. What people saying about well, sometimes the offense, but I think if we're if we're honest, and we look back at some of how how the years have went by, we've been a lot better than we when we give ourselves credit for. I agree, and I think you compare us to the other programs throughout the SoCon. Look, I know Coach Ayers has been at the helm. I know that's had a lot to do with it, and the Walford way of doing things. And look, I'm not constrained to the Walford way. 
I just don't see blowing up this current team and this current staff, who I think does a pretty good job for the most part. I don't see blowing them up to just for the sake of changing. That's nonsense. But um, I, it, it's tough, Kev. I don't. I, don't I, I think Wade might be the best option just because he's been there with Coach Ayers the whole time. I think it may even – Kevin, we've seen this before, and I, I was speaking with one of our listeners um, off the air, and, you know, we, we compared it maybe to, like, the Boston Red Sox and teams that have seen new managers. And then they go from, like – it gives them a spark. Not that they're doing anything all that different. It's just that it's different. It's right. not – it's like it's a different voice. It's different, and it, may, it gives them a spark. And, Kevin, I'm willing to take that risk. But I'm not, and 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 if it goes awry and we suck next year, then I say, well, you know, then you can do something about that. But I'm just not willing to blow up what we have and go, you know, crazy here. I agree. because I don't think we can recruit to the level we think we can. Right. I think we think, you know, and I I realize we're up to a different level here. No, nobody's questioning that. But to be, do you realize? Look at across the landscape of FCS football. Are are passing or air raid teams predominantly passing teams very successful? Not for Think the most part. No. no. What about in SoCon? Sanford? That's it. That's it. Yeah. And they, and they're able to get guys that are transferred. And you think about it in the past, Elon. They didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, the good teams in the past, the Georgia Southerns, the App States, the Walfords, the Furmans of teams the past, that can run it. Are teams. That'll run it down your throat. Yeah, and even North Dakota State and James Madison. Yeah. I mean, you could keep this argument going, and I think it's just that's our way of being like James Madison. And that because it's FC, do you – I just don't think people understand. Like, from playing ball as much as I did and being around the game, do you realize where these good high school quarterbacks go? They don't go to Walford. No, they're not just going to go there. They're they going to go to somewhere like – that either is going to automatically put him into like a quarterback factory out of the FCS, like North Dakota State or somewhere like that, or go to some mid-level D1 school like Middle Tennessee or something yeah. like that. App State now. And, yeah. But it's so competitive getting those guys. And now when you, can, when you take into account all the academic requirements, it being a small campus, it being in Spartanburg. Some people don't want to live in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it, but some people... Some people that it's not their thing. They want to be big city living and all that stuff. I just think, Kevin, it would be dumb for us to go away from the option. Because we've said we said it so many times. The option works. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where else to where else to what else to say other than what we said. And you know, talking about the quarterback situation, it really makes you appreciate what Brandon Goodson, you know, gave you this year. The consistent quarterback. It's like you said, it is so hard. To get a good quarterback in the FCS, and I, Michael, I think on this year's team we had three good quarterbacks that, could play. that yeah. could play. But Mike, we didn't recruit these guys. Like, and, and look, we're just speculating. Mm-hmm. We don't know if if they go and hire an outside guy if he's going to switch it up. And yeah, kind of we, blow don't it out. we don't know. But I'm not nobody. With, but knows. I but I don't want that to happen. Is right. what I'm saying. But if they come in and they try to just switch up the offense. Joe Newman's a great athlete, Mike, but we didn't recruit him to run the spread. Yeah. We didn't get. Uh, Miller Mosley from Air Force to run the spread. We got them to run our offense. Yeah, and the thing about it is, even if they do make a transition, it's going to have to be a true transition. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's going to have to be 
predominantly run the next year or so until my, they can. And here's the thing: if that's what they do, don't yeah, just go ahead and implement it. Let us yeah. suck because yeah. I I I can't I do not want to go three or four years and win five games a year. I do not want that. Yeah. I can I can if you say look we'll win three this year we're going to be right in the playoffs next year I'll be like okay I'll take I, that I'll yeah. take it but Mike. That team is too good. They have too many weapons and athletes coming back next year for them to not be in the, really the same situation they are this year. And I think, like you said, my first choice, Mike, is, is Fuquay. That's my first choice. But I'm like you, not sure that he would come back. I think he's in too good of a spot. He's one of those that he's so good. He's such a good defensive mind. He may not be at Georgia State long. Yeah. He may be at a, he may be at a big time you know or be power at, school or be it somewhere like the in the Sun Belt as the head coach right, of the team right. you know and that's that's what I that's what I've been saying the whole time and that's why I think right now the best option is on staff right and I think I'm like you Mike I think it's Wade Lang or I think it's Coach Nash those yeah. are my two choices because I think Wade would do the exact same thing that Coach Ayers has done in the last ten or twelve years stand on the sidelines. Tell them when to call timeouts, whether to go for it on fourth and one on your own 20. And, and even if he does call the plays, yeah. that's what he's done the last I mean, 30 years. Yeah. Anyway. But you can tell this year, Mike, that some like Freddie Brown, Dane Romero, they've had some they've had some, some different so. input yeah. into like some of these play calling. And they have and I have to give Coach Lang a lot of credit this year. He's caught a lot of heat in the past. I think he called a very good season. Just too, in general. Because part. he yeah. The game that really stood out to me was the Citadel game. They took away the run, and he adapted yeah. and, and, and passed the ball. And really, Kevin, if you'll remember, back in the early, early 2000s, I mean, 2001, 2002, we weren't getting in the shotgun. No. Coach Lang has evolved. He has. Some. I yeah. know that it's not you know night and day difference. I know it's still relatively you know a lot of the same thing. But he's evolved some. And I think, like 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 I've said before, I think he's the best option right now. And, you know, in two or three years, I may have a different say-so. But coming off of two quarterfinal appearances, two 10-win years, two of our best years really in school history. And I know they've been disappointing how they've ended. Um, I, nothing will make – I was couldn't be any more disappointed than I was a couple Saturdays ago with North Dakota State. But I just don't see how you can blow it up. I really don't. I mean, like I said, Fuquay is my choice. My was my top guy. I don't think he. I doubt he probably comes. And guys, he, look, I we could pull out a bunch of random names out of our butts and try to say, well, th- this guy might be. We have no idea. Look, you could make a case for anybody. Yeah, you could. You could. But we're trying to. They have to me for the, for them to be successful next year and the years to come. Mike, I'm gonna go ahead and say, if they bring Fuquay back, we keep rolling. We're I good every year. We're good yeah. every year. If Wade Lake stays in, like you said. Three years. I don't know. We ain't got to be five. It could be three. But that would give somebody time to groom someone else, a coach Nash or someone else, or go out or get somebody on staff that you were thinking about and let them get some experience, you know, get in the Walford way. Like we say, we're willing to stray stray away from that. We understand. But they have to understand the resources that they have right there in Spartanburg because it's not like other schools. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. They have to understand that. And that, that has been a selling point, right. that it's not. But it also can be a weakness if you, don't, if you don't groom that in the correct way. You have to use it to your advantage. Right. It can, it can, it can be the demise of you yeah. if you don't use it right. right. And that's what Coach Ayers has grasped so well in his 30 years is how 
to use what and utilize got. those resources. Yeah. And Mike, I'm worried that if they go, you know, too away, far away, too far away, and try to change too much, that it's going to be a very, very difficult period of time for Walford football. And Mike, and then they'll want to bring somebody in like Coach Nash or Coach right. when it's too late. It's too when late. We went like five and years it, and sucked. And it would know. take them so long to get it, yeah. everything back on track, <laughs> Mike. What what I thought of after I thought they may screw this up is just how fun the last 15 years have been. Just the playoff appearances, the big-time wins, you know, the just how fun. I feel like, and I told our dad this, I feel like we lived through the glory days of Walford football, and I don't want them to end, Yeah. but I'm mighty afraid that if, if, we, if, the, if, we, screw this up, this, if yeah. we screw this up, I believe we have seen – the glory days of Walford football. And I'm not trying to be no, a Debbie I'm, Downer. I'm with you 100%. I am not trying to be a yeah. Debbie Downer, guys. And, and people know we are some of the hardest, hardcore Walford fans, just diehard fans. That's why we take this so serious and why we put so much thought into it because right. it affects us. Like, I was sitting at work. <laughs> I was sitting in my office at work just down all day on that, Wednesday, yeah. on that Wednesday that the news come out. I was like, God, man, what are we going to do? And we're being a little candid here. We're coming yeah. out and saying, well, but at this point, I mean, I hope you guys, you know, know us enough to know that, you know, we have the best interest in heart. And just so you might, you may not agree with us, that's okay. I, I don't know why we live in the culture we do, Kevin, that we can't have a disagreement right. without it being I don't agree group, with you. Ha-ha. We can't be friends. Yeah. Like, and we're not, we don't see it that way. You may disagree with us totally, but uh, it's not in a, in a, we're not saying this by thinking we know everything. We're not claiming to know anything. We're just discussing it because we love it. And that's just the truth of it. We've loved it ever since we can remember. Yep. And so that's going to be the end of our little discussion. Our little powwow, so about, to speak. About the coaching search and um, Mike, I tell you what, Coach Ayers' departure. But like we said, we want to get a special episode just for that. We're going to be – I'll actually DM some of you. And yeah, stay, t- stay tuned on social media and everything. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get some – you know, some statuses out there and let people know how you can get some of those yeah. tribute videos in. I, and just send them to Mike. He'll get them to me, and I'll piece them all together and, and get them in our, our software and really make it sound good. And yeah. hopefully maybe Coach Ayers could, could hear it or something and we like may that. And we, we may even try to do a video um, yeah. and put it on Facebook and things just so maybe Coach Ayers might have the opportunity to see it. Right. Um, and, you know, that's going to be the end of our little discussion. But we got some, after all this bad news, yeah, that's what I was after say, all Mike. of this downtroddenness, <laughs> we've seen the light now. What, what do you got for me? Well, I just think we need to end it on a, on a high note. And, Mike, this past Wednesday night, it doesn't get <laughs> more high than what we were. And not, we weren't smoking weed or nothing. We were just, I'm, I'm <laughs> we're just that excited. We were that excited. The little... Terriers go in to North Carolina and beat the defending national champion, North Carolina Tar Heels. Mike, that wasn't a fluke either. We beat them boys. We beat yeah. them. We I were mean, up by 14 in the second half. We were throttling them. Now, if we played them again, yeah. we may not. But on that night, that was not a fluke. And it, what made me so happy, Mike, was the people texting us going, who is number three? Like <laughs> that dude is stroking it. We're like, yeah. yeah, we know. And people are like, people are like, is he? Boy, he he's what won y'all the game. I'm like, y'all just don't realize he plays like that every game. Yeah. I was like, I was like, peep his stats for this year. And I was like, he's shooting like almost sixty percent from three. Yeah. From three. That's that's video game. That's out of this world. Good. Yeah, it is. And 
It felt so good. And I, I living here, Kevin, living in South Carolina, man, and you hear all this, people will pull, oh, just diehards in, Cle- in Clemson and South Carolina football, and then they pull for Duke or North Carolina in basketball. I'm sorry. That may be you. You may be a guilty one we're talking about. But I'll tell you what, that's sickening to me. I, I think that's what makes college athletics special is that school loyalty. Say what you want to about us, okay, but in everything. I don't care if it's checkers. I don't care if it's rifle. I don't care what it is. We pull for Walford, and we pull for South Carolina and everything. Yep. Now, Walford more so than South Carolina, like when they played each other, we pull for Walford. That's just how we are. But we pull for them in everything. And I'm not a big person that jumps ship and says, all right, well. And I've seen people, Kevin, go as far as – pulling against Carolina or Clemson in basketball when they're playing North Carolina or Duke. To that me, that's is, absurd. That's crazy. Like, yeah. for Clemson people, they're in the same conference. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. And maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just old school and, you know, stuck in my ways but and all you, that. But that, like you said, people want to say, well, y'all pull for Walford, y'all at Carolina. Yeah, but we pull for them in everything. Yeah. That's the thing about it. Yeah. Like, if you're, a, if you're a Walford fan, and let's just throw one out there, a Georgia fan. Yeah. Pull for them in every sport. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you, now if they play each other, that's when you – Then it, then it's tough. That's tough. And that's how it should be. Yeah, that's how it should that's be. That's how you're it should right. be. Yeah. And, Mike, I'm just – I was so happy because – and getting back to we've lived through the glory days, really, of Walford athletics in general. And those four, you know, SOCON championships going to the tournament, that that was close to – I mean, last Wednesday was close to how I was feeling in those runs because yeah. we won a game we weren't supposed to. And, I mean, really put on – I mean, that was the story of the day on Thursday morning yeah. was little bitty Walford coming up and knocking and so, off the Tar Heels. And we've talked about it, the, the show with um, Ross Taylor about the best-kept secret. It's just getting it out there, even it pushing is. ahead that that narrative about what a, what a special place Walford is. And Mike, talk about what a good coaching job was by Mike Young. He found the weakness for the Tar Heels. That kryptonite was keeping them out of transition and making them guard you Mike, in the half court. The, the, the play that really stood out to me, it was right there toward the end of the game. Can't remember the exact – it was under, I would say, three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. Nathan Hoover was standing to to throw the ball in, and he couldn't get – so he calls a timeout. Mike, Mike Young draws up a beautiful inbound yeah. play, and Fletcher McGee is just streaking toward Wild. the goal. Yeah. They get it to Cam right at midcourt. He hits a streaking Fletcher, and he just – Lays it up. I was like, I told you, I was like, wow, that was a great yeah, call. He out coached Roy Williams on that call. Yeah, he he out coached him. <laughs> yeah, and that did. was that was very impressive. And you could tell after the game that Roy Williams was like, I got my stuff handed to me tonight. Yeah. Right? And Mike Young, <laughs> guys, let's be real. He could be at a big time. He could be at a big oh, time yeah. school coaching, but he's happy as he can be. Lord, Lord, we don't need him to leave. I can't. Oh, I, I don't. I can't. My heart can't take that. But especially around the holidays. Oh Good my gracious. goodness! After this with airs, I don't. Yeah. I won't have to have a little while yeah. of you know, goodness. But Mike Young is a terrific, terrific coach, and he recruits guys that fit that system. Yeah. Gritty, like he said the other night. He and I heard him interviewed. He he didn't want Trevor Stump playing the four. And Trevor Stump would probably tell you, I'm not big enough to be playing the four, especially especially <laughs> against North Carolina. But he was gritty. That's the thing about the Terriers. Gritty. Storm Murphy is a true freshman out there. And he's just dropping well, he looked dimes. Good. Yes, he did. And I, that's the thing, Mike. They're so young, too. And uh-huh. they, that and that environment was nothing. Oh, uh-huh. they, they didn't, didn't even, even face them. them. Yeah. And, they, and when North Carolina made the run after they were up 14, 
it's like Walford absorbed it and just kept going. They knew yeah. it was going to happen. But that's just the composure that Coach Young's instilled in the Terriers is that, look, they're going to have some runs. You just have to fight through it, and it's, it's how you bounce back from it. A team that good, it's going to happen. Yeah. You just have to bounce back from it. And, Mike, what a well-played game by the Terriers the other night. They earned it, and they, they, and they, played, they played to win the game, and they beat a better team. And, yeah. and it's – that's the thing about it. And people can say, "Oh, it was a fluke." No, it was not. Not now, that now. They could play them. They could play them nine other times. They probably lose all nine times. <laughs> but that one, we got. That no, wasn't a fluke. It wasn't it like was, one of these yeah. buzzer beaters where somebody threw it up from half court and nailed it. Although it wouldn't surprise me if Fletch pulls that off one day. It's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, he is incredible, man. Oh no, he Jeez. is. And talking about the performances, what about Cam Jackson? Oh man. And think about like like we were saying, he was. There were times where he kind of struggled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he missed some bunnies when really he could go up. I mean, I mean but he, he, he would did. make some. Was just some hook shots over You're Luke like, May. Wow, Cam. Yeah. And that block right there at the end of the game. That was, sick. That was a big man block right there. And, and now for once in my life, Kevin, I know how it feels to be Clemson in the ACC against yeah. North Carolina. know how their fans feel about the officials. Guys, Brutal. There were some horrible because, like, they were trying to take it away. Yeah, he like suplex Cam one time and didn't uh, call anything. And then that one where Cam, the guy comes over Cam's back, another, and then uh, another guy gets the rebound and Cam just reaches his hand out there, didn't even touch him, and they call it a foul. I was like, "What are you talking?" We about? We were losing our mind. Yeah, and and I mean, just it was like they were trying to give it to him. Well, they're them and Duke are the ACC's little baby, and then you <laughs> let especially Walford come in there. And they're like, crap, if we don't help them out, they're going to get blew out. <laughs> and, I mean, that, essentially that's what happened. I know. And, but it ain't just with them. It's with Syracuse. It is. It's with – you want to know why Jim Boeheim freaking threw his coat off and went crazy that time? Because yeah. he sees it too. Because it was a horse crap call. <laughs> yeah. And it, ha- and it really happens to Clemson. Terrible. Yeah, I feel bad. I, usually I don't feel bad for Clemson fans, but I feel bad for them in basketball because they get the short end of the stick so many times. And although and, they got a team, good team. Yeah, they do have a good but, team. They have a good team. But Mike, just to kind of end out the show, what a that was a lot of fun watching that game the other night. Like I, I don't know, I was I went through so many emotions. Like going into the game, we're like, "Boy, we're gonna bust them." Like just, <laughs> just joking around, we're gonna get them. And then we turned it on, and we were a little late getting in there. It was like eleven to five off. I'm like, "Dang, Mike, we getting them." <laughs> and then as it was going on, I'm like, "Okay, we hanging around. It's gonna be cool. We at least gonna keep it respectable." Yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, "That gum, this one may come down to I, I the thought, wire." I thought they're gonna. They started thinking they might. When pull we away, hit it, when we then, pulled the lead to like eleven or twelve, I was like, "Mike, we we may beat these guys." <laughs> like I, it started entering my mind, like this may happen. And then right there at the end, when Stump Boy Ice and his veins hit those. Hit those free throws! I was like, Mike, we we have won this ball game. I, I just could not believe yeah. it. And a, a girl was texting me during the whole game and was like, "They're gonna win." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Nah, yeah, come my, on now." I was like, "Come on now." My boy Brett texted me. It was early in the second half. He's like, "We gonna lose to Walford." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, I'm, "I'm starting to think so as well." And and one of my be- one of my best friends, Thomas, got for his birthday, got tickets to go to his first ever game at the Ding Dong. Yeah. And it was against Walford. He told me about it, and I was like, "Man, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you're getting to go." And in jest, you were like, Y'all "And, and before the game, <laughs> yeah. I texted him. I said, hey, Terry's about to get that dub.'" <laughs> and sure enough, they did. And I kind of felt bad afterwards because it made me seem cocky, like I thought that was going to happen. But it really, I really didn't think it was. I, I mean, I thought they'd go in there and play them tough. But North Carolina's the defending champs. I was just kind of messing with him a little bit, but. I hope he's not mad at me now. <laughs> but happy birthday, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, and Merry Christmas. Yeah.
man, that, what that was a lot of fun yeah. to see that. Yeah. And like we know, this show's been <laughs> like we said, but we ain't trying to be Debbie Downer. We're just trying to tell you what we've been thinking. We've been reading some stuff. We've been getting other people's input. We just want them to make the right decision. And and we and the one of the reasons we've been so late doing this is we've took time to to really just decipher what happened, yeah, kind of digest yeah. what's went on. Because if we'd have done if we'd have done a show fresh after fresh Sunday after we were thinking about doing one this yeah. Sunday after the North Dakota State loss, it would have been bad. Guys. Yeah, it we would have said bad. some things that we would that and you know in hindsight we would have been ashamed that we had said yeah. just because we were so disappointed and you're so emotional about it and, yeah. and I am that way I mean I know that I'm I get into it almost too much and our hearts get invested in it and I'm sure the same is true with you guys so a lot of times we steer away from a lot of the message board stuff we stay away from a lot of different you know unless it's something positive because you're never going to regret saying positive stuff right but you will regret saying negative and so anything that even in this and Say what you will. This is sort of a negative thing. I mean, you lose Mike Ayers, and I know he deserves a good retirement and all, but it's gonna it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Any way you try to spend on it, yeah. It, there's Mike gonna be Ayers a is a legend, and yeah. the, and the, he's he's the goat. There's no doubt about it. And anytime you lose the best coach in your school's history, the one of the best coaches, in my opinion, in all of college football history, you it's gonna it's gonna take a toll on you. But and, and we knew that it was going to be sort of negative, so we've taken the time to sort of decipher what are we going to say? What is our feelings on this? Yeah. And so that's that's where we're that's why we're here. So you may disagree with everything that we said, but guys, we just want to tell you it's been a pleasure going along this ride in 2017 with you guys. We appreciate your support. The support we've received is beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, we really saw some thought, of the guys that we grew up watching play for yeah. Wofford. We've been able to talk to, and they're like, and man, talk about respect. Wofford football, and like, yeah. wow, it's just it's unbelievable. It's really a dream come true to us. So, guys, when we ask you to share it, it's not for our, you know, for our, you know, dreams coming true though. It's it's about getting the word out there and getting the brand out there and just just talking about it because we we think it's a really good thing and we said it all along that we felt like the the Terriers didn't get enough. Cred, particularly in football. Yeah, basketball seemed to get you know make of the tournament because it's such a national thing. But for whatever reason, I guess because it's FCS and FBS in football, even though we've made deep playoff runs, we hadn't had quite the the talk you know right. that, that I feel like Wofford probably deserves. Um, this this is this whole run, the last thirty years, the last fifteen, like Kevin said in particular, is a documentary waiting to happen. It is. Somebody needs to pick it up. This is a movie waiting to happen, and. Um, it's been a pleasure to, to go through the season. Hate it ended the way that it did. We're going to miss our the seniors. Uh, we're going to miss Goodson, guys like that. And uh, but guys, we appreciate you guys listening and supporting us the way that you have. And this is we're humbled. It's not yeah. something we're just looking at saying. Oh, look at all the support we're we're humbled by the love you guys have shown us. And we just want to tell you we appreciate it. If you disagree with everything we said, you know we can have a disagreement, still be friends. Um, Heck, tell us how you feel. Maybe it may, may change our mind. Maybe yeah. not. But um, I, I always stay true. And I, I, take, I tweeted this after the game about give hats off to North Dakota State. We'll always fight for that for Walford. We'll always have their back. And whatever happens, whether it's what I, you and I think, whether it's what somebody else thinks, whatever happens, we want Walford to benefit from it. Not to say we were right. Not to say we want Walford to be better. Because of the decisions made. Right. Period. Yeah. So that's going to do it for 
episode seven. Yeah, and guys, we're still, you know, we're still taking requests. If you want to be on the show, we're still, now we understand our interview, and look, a phone interview, it's going to sound like it's on the phone, but we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to work, on, work it. on it, get our sound quality better. We understand that that's been a flaw in the in the past. We're trying to get it, but that don't mean that you can't come on yeah. and, and help us. Yeah. You know, and, you know, if you have any recommendations, let us know, but any former players, any just diehard Walford fans that you know want to come on, yeah. or you want to just reach out, we yeah. won't be offended. We're not going, some people, guys, and I know this is like this in the world of podcasting and just social media and things in general people try to clown you you know when you reach out to we're not that type okay we're nobodies okay feel free to reach out to us we want you to reach out to us it's fun to us we love to have people on and have different takes and so we're giving you that opportunity yeah so mike take us out i think this was a good episode i know we we got a little candid, but it, I think those things needed to be said. And, and I think, and I think some people will appreciate it. Yeah, I think there's some people that probably are feeling the way that we feel, and and, and even the ones that aren't, but just are, are appreciate the boldness to go out and say that. Because I know some of these comments we're saying aren't going to be popular. Right. I mean, we we're we're aware of that. But guys, appreciate you listening to episode seven of the Short Haired Dog. You can follow us on Twitter at Short Haired Dog. We, we our followers are going up on Twitter. Yes. We've gotten a lot of love on Twitter, and we appreciate all you guys. Retweeting our stuff and having a lot of fun with us. We have we've we've really enjoyed being on Twitter. You can also uh, like us on Facebook at the Short Haired Dog. You can also um, follow us on SoundCloud yep. and on the Apple Podcast app at the Short Haired Dog Podcast as well. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Bennett QFP. You can also follow Kevin at K Bennett underscore five. And so until next time. I'm Michael Bennett. Kevin? Yeah, uh, I'm Kevin Bennett. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time, folks. Go Terry.